Hello, preppers. Welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. You can always go to YouTube, hit like, subscribe, and share if you so choose. I hope you enjoy the videos. I'm fixing to start making some more of them. It's been a while. I apologize for that. Uh, life at my household has gotten kind of crazy and hectic, so there's been obviously a very large delay. I want to say thank you to today's sponsor, U.S. Law Shield. You got to look these people up, uslawshield.com. Their prices for coverage is very affordable. I'll promise you that there's a plan that you can afford. If you're a gun owner or you're a conservative or you're a whatever, and you plan on or fear that sometime in the future you're going to have to protect your family, defend yourself in any way, shape, form, or fashion, you need to give these people a call. They don't handle traffic tickets. They don't handle DUIs. They handle self-defense cases. And there's attorneys in every state. I believe all 50 states has this membership program. I could be wrong. Just I know where I live in Oklahoma, they do. Texas, lot, many, 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 many other states have U.S. Law Shield. Give them a call. You Look them up online, uslawshield.com. Give them a call. Talk to them and get yourself covered. You're going to be glad you did. All right. Today's podcast is titled Faith-Based Principles. Now, a lot of you are thinking, well, what in the world does that have to do with prepping or survival? Well, by the time I get to the bottom of this page here, I'm hoping that a lot of us understand it. If you're a practicing Christian, and I use the word practicing for a reason, there, there's no such thing as a perfect day. Uh, trials and tribulations will come. We all know this. If you're just getting started in your faith, listen up. This this podcast is definitely for you. Even the, the older, the deacon class type, faith-based that are listening to this podcast, please listen up. I do a lot of research on a lot of things, and faith is just one of the things that I, I, I try to practice, I try to study. And even from time to time, I need a reminder that Look, the way of the world is is very overpowering. It truly is. The the shiny lights, the pretty pretties, you know, prospect of fame and fortune and all that good stuff and the constant insatiable need for more, more, more. Hey, I'm guilty. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm just as guilty as sin. So I wanted to put a few things in perspective for us, and I hope a lot of people listen to this podcast. This it's important to me. It needs to be important to you. So we're going to go down this list of things that I've kind of come up with. And by all means, if you want to research this, the only thing you have to do is crack open a Bible and get busy. So first and foremost, your first priority should always be to love God first. You know, a lot of you heard that. You're perplexed. Well, what about my spouse? I don't know. That's kind of you should love God first and foremost in your life. He should be numero uno, no matter what. A lot of people, including myself, we have strayed from the path. We've gotten caught up in our own stressful little dramatic lives, and we've lost sight of the bigger picture. So this is not me preaching to you, per se, as much as I'm actually hearing my own voice out loud reminding me as well. Second, love your spouse. Told you they'd come in pretty quick. Your first and 
Foremost priority is God. Second is your spouse. Third, love your children. If you have children, you have utmost respect for God. Then you listen to your spouse. You do not let your children rule the roost. And if you do, shame on you. You should never let that happen. Because every child, without reading or learning, automatically know from birth, as it were, divide and conquer. And if you give them one inch, they will wedge it one mile. Your children do not rule the roost. I can't stress that near enough. Please don't let them. Number four, last on my, my priority list, love everyone else. The Bible clearly tells us, love your neighbors as you love yourself. Love your enemies as you love yourself. So keep that in mind as we move on through this, this podcast. Let's break down the family dynamics. I want to make this as simple as I can. I don't think that my listeners are stupid, but I want to put this in a perspective that maybe some of us haven't thought of yet. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. This is pretty simple. If you know anything at all about Christ, Christ loved the church. And by the church, I am certainly not talking about four walls and a roof. The church is never a building. It never has been a building. It never will be a building. Get that out of your head. The church is the congregation. So let's not be misled by as Christ loved the church. Did not say as Christ loved the building. He is talking about his followers. Fathers, raise your children up in the way that they should go and they will not depart. Now, there's a lot of opinion on what that verse actually means. Fathers, raise your children up in the way they should go. Now, granted, I can speak from personal experience. I've raised two sons, and they're both grown. They're both adults now. They're living their own lives. I'm, I'm proud of them in that aspect. I am not proud of some of their life choices. But the beauty of it is, I kept in mind, and when their 18th birthday started getting close, I kept getting myself more and more prepared. Just remember, when they turn 18, when they're a legal adult, they are, by law, allowed to make their own decisions. And maybe in your state, the, the age is different, but here in Okie-Dokieville, it's 18. So no longer will I make decisions for my kids. The only thing I could be now for them, should they ever call or contact me, is, is I could be an advisor. I could be a guy to give advice and nothing more. But no longer do I make decisions for my kids. If you're an adult and you're listening to the sound of this podcast and you heard what I just said and you're still bossing your kids around and they're adults, shame on you. You have to let them be their own adults. Win, lose, fail does not matter. That's right. I said it does not matter. You have to let them be the one to make that decision that makes them win, makes them lose. Or ultimately makes them fail. And it, God forbid that day come that they have failed. Somewhere in the aspect of adulthood. Then you need to step in and be an advisor. Not a boss. You, you can't boss them around anymore. You you can give them advice. Like, hey, look, this is kind of where you went wrong. And this is how you can probably need to go to fix it. But as far as making them do it, you can forget that. That's just not going to happen. Sons and daughters. Honor thy mother and thy father. This is pretty simple. Basically, what that boils down to is obey your mother and father. 
you know, they tell you to go clean your room. That doesn't mean throw a fit. That means go clean your room. They tell you to do your homework. They mean do your homework. Just, it sounds stupid, and you're thinking I'm stupid, and I'm okay with that. I honestly don't care if you think I'm stupid. But if your parents are telling you to do something, or they're teaching you how to do something, or they're teaching you how not to do something, they're trying to educate you on a level that they have either seen themselves with personal experience, where they're exercising common sense that maybe you haven't fully developed yet. It, just soak on that for a second. I'm not saying you're stupid. Your parents aren't trying to make you look stupid or feel stupid. They're trying to give you an education on something other than what you read in a book or see in a movie. They're trying to help you. They're trying to educate you and make you better prepared for when whatever that life lesson was, when it comes around, you'll kind of know what to do. And there's no cookie cutter explanation. You're not going to have one answer solves every problem. It's not, not even close. But having the basic fundamentals of how to overcome a problem will get you further than not having any fundamentals at all. So keep that in mind. All right. God saw that Adam needed a helper, not a servant or a slave. So he created Eve. This is something that I've, I've seen in my life. I've heard out of other men's lives, grown men, married men. I don't know why she don't do what I tell her. Why is my wife got to be so difficult? She never listens. Okay. Well, let me tell you something there, husband, boyfriend, you know, prospective other, whatever you're going to be. When the Bible says to lead your wife, it did not say by yoke or chains. Lead your wife means set an example. Now, this is my interpretation of the Bible. If I'm wrong, if there's a minister listening to the sound of this podcast and you feel so inclined to correct me, please do. I also am an ordained minister. This makes a lot of people laugh. They can't actually believe I'm an ordained minister. And maybe it's because I'm also a cut up and a clown, or maybe it's the fact that, well, I haven't always been the nicest guy. So the people are allowed to change, and I did. So lead by example your wife. If y'all are having a disagreement, the Bible also says don't let, don't let your, the sunset on your wrath. In other words, you probably need to rectify the problem as soon as you can. Don't keep going at it and going at it and going at it until tempers flare and things are said or done that you can't, you know, walk away from, things you can't take back. Sometimes the, the most powerful weapon on the planet is our own rude, nasty little mouths. We need to keep that in mind before we start chewing somebody out. Uh, I'm guilty yet again. I'm not perfect in any stretch. Never will I be. But these are things, some of the things that I have learned from my past experiences. Sometimes shooting off your mouth is about the worst thing in the world you can do. You need to take 20, 30 minutes, walk away, go calm down, get your glass of iced tea. Go ahead. It'll help cool the tempers. It'll help kind of ease the tension in the room. And it would be better to ease the tension and cool tempers than to keep going at it until somebody's head spins around and twists off and catches on fire. So let's just take a moment. Lead your wife. Please keep in mind, I am referring to lead by example. 
the, the, never have I read anywhere in the Bible where it said that Eve was Adam's slave nor servant. Eve was created by God to be Adam's helper. Now this is a twofold deal. Uh, wives submit to your husbands in all things. That doesn't mean that he says take out the trash. You better be doing it with bells and whistles. No. This kind of falls back on the lead by example thing. If your husband is honorable and respectable, and for whatever silly reason my wife finds that I am, uh, as many men should be perplexed at why their wives put up with us. We are absolute, no joke, adult male children at best. But if you're going to submit to your husband and your husband is respectable, he's respectful, and he's an honorable man, and he provides for you, and he loves you, and he shows you and proves to you every day that he loves you, and he is doing, he's working that 60, 70 hours a week, bringing home the money he can to help provide for the family, and still got to get out there and mow the yard, got to go out there and clean the pool, got to go uh, tend to the garden, and he's out there just getting after day in and day out, and the ultimate reward for the fruits of his labor is to better your life or your kid's life. That in itself should be an honorable aspect of men. So if you find that he's honorable, he's respectable and respectful, and let me say that again a little bit slower, respectable and respectful, submitting to your husband shouldn't be a problem. And by submit, once again, I don't mean you're his servant. I mean, a lot of men I've noticed have a really, really hard time listening to their wives. Your wives, I just can't imagine, are stupid. I, I can't wrap my head around it. And if you think they are, just remember, they married you. So that should tell you something about not only your life choice, but theirs as well. So before you condemn their intellect, just remember, they married you. I don't think anybody listening to this was made or forced to marry anyone else. So, learn how to respect one another in public and private. And this is the whole family dynamic. This isn't just for husbands and wives or for sons and daughters or, you know, it's, it's the entire family dynamic. If you put on a facade out in town, and I know a guy that does this, just disgust me no end. If you put on the facade out in town that I am such a good husband, I am such a good dad, and then when the front door of the house gets closed and you start treating people like they're subservient to you, screaming at them, yelling at them, calling them names, calling them every dirty name you can come up with, and creating strife in your home then you need to stop walking around pretending to be a Christian in public. You're walking a double-edged sword, and I'll promise you one of those edges is sharp enough it's going to get you. And you'd be amazed at which side of that blade is the one that's the sharpest. So learn to be respectful in public. If you treat your wife like a queen in public, treat her like a queen when the doors are closed. Don't treat her like a dog. All you're doing is pretending to be something you're not, which means you're extremely fake. You will never develop any loyalty, any respect in your home if that's the way you do. And once again, this does not apply to husbands to wives. It applies to everybody in the family dynamic. 
sons, if you're out there, and like, yeah, well, my dad's here at the game. Hi, Dad. How are you? And then when y'all get home, you basically flip them off. Now I don't want to clean my room. I'm going to go play my video game. Well, you're doing the same exact thing in the example of, lip, of walking a double-edged sword. You're living a lie. So if you can be respectful and kind to one another in public, do it behind closed doors. Stop putting on a show for people so that they will think that you're something you're actually not. That's disgusting, and it's discouraging, and it's just, it's hideous. Please quit. If you're going to be a jerk in private, be a jerk in public, so that way everybody can see your true colors. And if you are a jerk in public, I encourage you to make a change. Men, women, I don't care. Sons, daughters, I don't care. Learn how to be respectful of one another in public and private. Next. Learn how to forgive. This is a hard one for everybody. Very hard for everybody. No matter how much you feel like you have been wronged, learn to forgive. And the Bible says, if you do not forgive, I will not forgive you. So this comes with a warning. This one statement, this one scripture in the Bible comes with a warning. If you're not going to forgive your neighbor, if you're not going to forgive your son, if you're not going to forgive your husband, your daughter, your wife, your grandma, the kid that bullied you when you were in school, if you're not going to forgive them, then God doesn't have to forgive you either. You have to give a little to get a little. Real simple. You've got to be able to move past hurtful events in your life. And I understand it's hard. <laughs> I kid you not, I could preach a sermon on hurtful events in my life. But I'm not a victim, I am a survivor. And therefore, I move forward. I don't hang on to the, the boat anchor that keeps so many people stuck in limbo. Keeps them stuck in neutral gear where they can't move forward in their faith or their lives. Uh, like I said, I understand it's very hard. But you have to be able to move past it. Find a way to forgive them. I didn't say forget it. I said, forgive them. I can forgive you for anything that you've done to me. I can't. Chances are, as being a human being, I will never forget it. So, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you break my crust in such a level that I have to fight like a man and get on my knees and pray to God to help me get past it, the truth of the matter is, I'll probably never trust you again. I did forgive you. It doesn't mean I have to trust you. So you could inadvertently be burning bridges and not know it. You really, really, really have to learn how to forgive one another. Life is too short to hang on to that boat anchor. And if you don't forgive that person for whatever that is they've done, they still have power over you. The, the mere thought of them boils your blood. And if you're allowing that person to do that because you won't forgive them, you are giving them permission to control you emotionally let it go get rid of the bone anchor forget about it somehow some way find a way to move forward and get past it is it still going to hurt yep that's going to happen it's going to hurt there is no miracle oh i feel better because i forgave little johnny no it's going to hurt but you've got to be christian enough and adult enough to realize it's in the past it has its own place. It does not need to determine your future. 
you can't let it get in the way. And like I said, that's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do myself is to forgive somebody. I have an example in my life that I am not going to put on the airway, but it was so hurtful and so, I, get, I don't really think the word's catastrophic, but in my life, it was emotionally catastrophic. Uh, it had to do with my children, and they were hurt. Needless to say, I had to forgive the person that hurt them. And it was one of the hardest things that I ever did. But since I've done that, she no longer has any control over my life whatsoever. She does not dominate my waking thought. And I am not her victim. I have survived her crap. My kids have to. All right. Make the time to study God's word. You make time for everything else. I'm guilty. In fact, I'll give you a very good example. I'm sitting here doing this podcast. It's going to run into right around 25 and a, to 30 minutes long. That's 25 to 30 minutes. I could be reading my Bible. So if I made time for this podcast, I can make time to study God's word. Uh, if, if you're relentless in your study of God's word, I commend you. If you've read the Bible cover to cover and you're happy, read it again. Because I'll promise you. There, I don't know of a single person on, on this planet that can read a Bible front to back and remember every single lesson there was to learn inside that, between those covers. I just, I don't know. I'm not saying they don't exist. I don't know. So studying the Word, even if you've been cover to cover on the Bible, please do it again. Refresh your memory. It will help you keep your faith strong and it will help refresh your memory of things. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, you don't want to forget too much. You want to try to keep studying as much as you possibly can. So make time for it. Next rule of thumb. One of my personal favorites. Never judge someone less fortunate than you are. You don't know their story. It is so easy in today's society to consider yourself a success by your own measure. Think about what I just said. You can consider yourself successful by your own measure or your own standards. Here's a good example. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm married. I have two adult children. We're raising our grandchildren. We have a roof over our head. We have three cars. Well, two cars and a pickup truck. And We've got a couple of pets. Our pantry is always stocked. Our refrigerator is basically always full. Uh, never had our lights turned off on purpose because we didn't pay the bill. I'm a success. Nobody goes to bed hungry. Nobody goes to bed cold. Nobody goes to bed injured. I am a very successful person. Now, by my standard, I consider myself to be a success. Nowhere in there did I say I had a bank account that had an endless supply of cash. That's not going to happen. That is not the case. Never has been. Never will be. My success is not measured in dollar bills. My success would be measured in not being homeless. Not being a beggar that's hungry. Not being a drug addict that's completely addicted to whatever it is. But yeah, it's so easy in our society to see a homeless person there and be judgmental. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder what that guy did. It's almost like you're looking at them as a convict. You'll never look at them more 
as a convict than they have looked at themselves. Don't you think these people at one point had a job, had a family, had a career, house, cars, had it all? And whatever it was, all that came to an end. And they're still alive. They're still breathing. They still need food. They still need shelter. They need friends. They need people to come up and minister to them and remind them that there is still a God that loves them. <coughs> Sorry about that. Had an unexpected bark work its way out. Do everything that you can, even by your own standard of how successful you are. When you do come across somebody that's less fortunate, maybe they're not homeless. Maybe they just live in a shack compared to your three-bedroom, two-bath home. Maybe they drive an old clunker compared to your Cadillac Escalade, Corvette, whatever it is you drive. Mm -hmm. Do your best not to look down on them. You don't know their story. And besides, if you do look down on them, that it means you are being judgmental. And the Bible also says, judge not lest you be judged. Look that one up. I'm not telling you Bible verses books and verses. I want you to look this stuff up for yourself. Yes, you can Google it. Of course you can. Or you can break out your Bible and do it the old-fashioned way. Here's another hard one. Give praise when you succeed. Give praise when you fail. You should be thankful for your failures just as much as you should be thankful for your successes. Failures teach us how not to do something again. They truly failure Failures are a lesson in how not to do something again. You should be thankful for that lesson. It's hard to do that. I get it. It's very hard to fall on your face and say, Lord, thank you for putting that rock in front of my feet. Maybe God was trying to tell you to watch where you were going. I mean, the examples are endless. And we've all had those moments where we have stumbled and fell. Maybe not physically, but emotionally or spiritually. Once again, guilty. I'm just as guilty as sin. Be the light in a dark world for others to see. This kind of goes back to that lead by example, especially out in public. If you live your life grumpy, cussing your brains out, smoking, drinking, partying, every single thing that you know you're not supposed to do as a faith-based Christian, when you do that, you are turning yourself off to minister to other people, to witness to them, to share life's experiences. And they, these people might be just at the end of their emotional rope and they need somebody to just notice them and pray for them and pray with them. Be the light in a dark world for others to see. You could literally be the difference in somebody's success or their failure just because you were there and you were able to talk to them and pray with them. If you, can, if you can and you have the ability, start a prayer group. Study group, Bible study group. Great way to fellowship, great way to learn. It can be fun. It doesn't have to be boring and mundane. Uh, if, you, if you're in college and you've got you know enough faith-based friends in college, start a prayer group, start a study group. And don't let people laughing at you or mocking at you dissuade you. Stand strong in your faith, not in the world. Don't stand strong in the world if, if your faith is on the line. Faith first, world last. There are so many ways to serve the Lord. There truly is. 
just get busy and start doing it. You will find if you're passionate about leading people to Christ, if you are determined that you are going to put another jewel in your crown, you can find a way to make it happen. I can't say thank you enough for listening. As always, stay safe. God bless.